Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And Obert, you're the last to cross the finish line, so let me just start <laughs> off by asking, uh, what exactly are you wearing tonight? Oh my god, uh, tracksuit, uh, uh, <laughs> and that's over a tuxedo, so let me hang out, let me unzip this, <laughs> take this off here. But uh, yeah, I've made it down our miles and miles long red carpet. It's been a journey. Um, they didn't hand out any water, but there was champagne. So, um, but yeah, I made it. I made it to the end. I've been waiting for you guys all week. Where you guys been? I got stuck at some of the beer tabs because, I mean, being Mr. Oscar 2020, there were beer tabs like every quarter mile. So. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I, no water I stations. Them on, but. I drank them on the way by like a marathon runner. Oh, see, look, you're a little bit, uh, a little bit more hardcore than we are. I was like, yeah. thank you, and I just, you know, drank it and then threw the rest of it at the per- at somebody standing there to high five me. <laughs> you just gotta dump the cup over your head. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, it's a very exciting time uh, for here us here at the podcast because uh, it is Mister Oscar twenty twenty. Dun dun dun. That time of year where we recognize. Uh, basically our own achievement in podcasting greatness, (laughs) I think. (laughs) We talk about how good of a show we have and uh, our favorite parts of it and our favorite things about it. Yes, folks, we are that much much of narcissists that we have our own podcast with our own awards that we award to ourselves that tells us how awesome we are at being who we are. That's true. (laughs) But in our defense, they're not all to us. They're just some of them are just things we want to recognize about about stuff we learned or, or saw or enjoyed this year. But it's mostly about us. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, you can't forget about all the great times you had listening to the 75 episodes or 52 episodes of 2019. So, um, you know, we just want to pay homage to us and a little bit to the listeners. And speaking of paying homage to us, I think we deserve a little bit of credit for actually getting this so close to, to the real Oscars. Like, I'm really surprised <laughs> yeah. that it worked out. You know, when we're recording this, we just learned the Oscar results the previous night. So uh, we're all we're all in Oscar spirit here. Yeah, I know Brad Pitt, who is here hoping to get a six foot frozen Han Solo, um, is here <laughs> with his Oscar. He's actually right. he, he's he's hit me up many times trying to trade his Oscar for a Mr. Oscar 24. Yeah, and it was actually a scheduling conflict. They had to move the Oscars earlier a day because he was going to be here <laughs> for for uh for the Mr. Oscar award. So, did you mean we weren't supposed to trade one of those? Why what did no, you trade it for? Well, I got I got Brad Pitt's Oscar right here in my hand. Oh, okay. Oh, I wasn't sure because I got hit up by Patrick Mahomes. He wanted to trade the Lombardi trophy for one. I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah, can you throw in a Super Bowl ring as well? Right. I mean, uh, what am I? What am I supposed to do with a Super Bowl ring where I have all these <laughs> frozen Han Solos? You know, you know what you could do? You could give it to Andrew Luck. Put him. That's true. Maybe it'll get him out of retirement. <laughs> oh, here's a our first. Our first one goes to Andrew Luck for the person that disappointed a sports team the most in 2020. So there you go. Congrats, Andrew. <laughs> He he also gets the award for disappointing a fantasy team too. Seeing as I drafted him to be my quarterback, so you know, good good job, Andrew. Now you have yeah. to carry two. You win the disappointing athlete of the year award. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I really didn't want to give it to him, but you know, you just can't. But 
Yeah. Uh, man. Well, so but, before we jump into Mr. Oscar, um, I hear Tud has a special special beer that he wants to share with us tonight. Yes. So uh, uh, why don't you kick us off in the, into our beer reviews? Yeah. So let me uh, let me straighten my bow tie out first. So you've had a whole week. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I ran the entire way. All right. All right. Then I had to like lay on the ground and catch my breath for hours. But anyways, in celebration of Mr. Oscar 2020, um, I'm bringing something a little bit special to the podcast tonight. And it's a beer release from Labyrinth Brewing Company. But I am excited to tell the podcast world and everywhere that we are officially, as far as I know, the first media outlet to review this beer. Poppy. Hey. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so this beer is called Freezing Moon, and it's going to be released on Saturday, February 15th, 2020. Um, Labyrinth opens their doors at noon. If you are a Mug Club member, you can arrive at 11 a.m. and uh, get a little bit of a pre-sale action going on the bottles. But for all other non-Mug Club members, doors open at noon, and you can go there and buy the beer. Uh, each beer is hand-dipped in wax, as you guys can see, and you guys will see on the Instagram, so go check that out. And they're also numbered, and this bottle of beer is so new that there is no number in the bottle number space, because they didn't get to that part before I already got my beer. This, Yeah, this, this wow. bottle predates numbers. Yes. So, Freezing Moon is an imperial stout aged in bourbon and port barrels. Uh, the bourbon barrels are from Litchfield Distillery. Uh, which is a local Connecticut brew or Connecticut distillery, as we all know. I brought some of that uh, bourbon to the podcast it, during 2019, right around the time that I went to Kent Falls. And the the bottle says this hand bottled elixir will warm you when the icy clutches of the hibernal night grip your soul like a frozen nightmare. Follow the call. Follow the freezing moon. Sounds very enchanting. I know, right? It's got the it's got a very scary looking lady on the cover. Ooh, ah. That could have that might be scariest beer twenty twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's take a let's take a sniff test here, boys. He's sniffing. So on the nose, you get a lot of bourbon with a uh, a little bit of port mixed in. Definitely some sweetness notes. Uh, maybe some cocoa. Maybe some coffee. It, uh, as you can see, it's you know about a billion SRMs. It's, it's held its head uh, for a pretty decent amount of time now. So it's just kind of just sitting there waiting for it. So let's. Mm. Let's take a sip. It look it looks it looks really good. I mean, and the labyrinth guys are awesome. Yeah, so this is it's really good. Um, very sweet. You can definitely get a lot of the port taste on the on the initial uh, sip, followed with a little bit of cocoa and that bourbon kind of quote unquote burn kind of follows through in the back end, but nothing overpowering. Um, it's not heavy on the booze, which is pretty good considering that this is a pretty heavy beer, and I don't think they put. The ABV on the bottle. They write that into what bottle number it's next. Oh, uh, yeah. See, yeah. so I'm missing that. Mm. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's pretty high, you know, high alcohol content, obviously, because it's aged in bourbon and port barrels. But I was talk- low to mid-teens, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably say, I mean, knowing knowing the guys over at Labyrinth as well as I do, I would say this is probably pushing maybe 11, 12 percent. Mm. Um, so no. <laughs> That's a flirting teen, with right? teens. Flirting with teens. It's, it's, a, it's in the it's in the tweens. <laughs> it's the tweens. Tweener. <laughs> no, so this is this is really good. Uh, lots of different flavors coming through. Uh, as I took another sip, you know, still getting that port flavor on the front, but there's definitely some uh, some coffee, probably in reminiscent of like their Arabic coffee stout, and um, definitely some some cocoa in there, which 
They've been doing a lot of different stouts with cocoa recently, so it wouldn't surprise me if it made its way into here as well. Uh, solid beer. Uh, special shout out to Adam and Sean and Chris. Thank you guys for uh, allowing me to have one of these bottles to review on the podcast. You're welcome. You know, that's a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that I even almost thought about laughing. Well, you didn't want to say anything because everybody in their cars are laughing so right. hard. You got to let it land. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I overall, I really like this beer. This is a really good stout. Um. Great job. It's you know this was their first foray into doing something with bourbon barrel aged and port barrel aged. Adam was talking to me about the different process about having to find the right mix between what's in the barrels and what they really want the flavor of the beer to be. And I think they found it. I mean, this is. I'm excited that that this may be a yearly release for them. Now, this might be a stupid question, but um, and I'm not sure if you know the answer, but did they age half of the beer in bourbon barrels, half of the beer in port barrels and mix it, or did they age it in one and then transfer it to other barrels? From from the the process that Adam was explaining to me, they aged it in two different they aged it in two different barrels and then mixed it together to blended form it together. The blend that they wanted. Okay. Mm. Cool. Yeah. And they had them sitting right in the back of the brewery room, so you could actually just go look into the into the brewing area and see the barrels just sitting there. Uh, it's been aging for a while, so I know that they're pretty excited for this. Um, I think this is going to retail somewhere around eighteen to nineteen dollars. Um, you know, it's not cheap to to do a beer such as this, but they're this was a labor of love for them, and you know what? I'm happy that these guys came up with something excellent and. I think this is going to be a hit. I think that they're going to have something. They're probably going to not not have any bottles after Saturday, if I had to guess. Wow. So, um, so make overall, it there. So if you're listening to this, you have two days. Yes. You Noon on Saturday, there. folks. Overall, I'm going to give this beer 425. I know I'm going to be the only one on Untapped to review it. So I'm going to get this right for the first time ever. I'm going to say Untapped is going to be a 425 once I rate it. Does anybody pull it up? I don't see it. Freezing moon? You know, Yep, you know what? Live update to the pod. It doesn't even exist on Untapped yet. That's how new the beer is. <laughs> and not to blow up Adam and, and Chris and Sean's spot, so I will not rate it until it's posted. Um, but yeah, keep keep an eye out, guys. Uh, definitely go and check these guys out. It's a great great brewery, Manchester, Connecticut. I believe the address is one forty eight Forest Street. So check it out Saturday, February fifteenth at noon. Nice. Have you guys ever rated a beer? Been the first to rate a beer on Untapped before? Yes. Yes. I've created a beer and untapped at a brewery once. Yeah. I don't remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's happened to me a couple of times where it's I, like, I created oh, yeah, my own just, beer. We're just tapping this for the first time now. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes if it's not in there, I'm like, it's it's such a pain. I'm just like, ah, right. whatever. Nah, I'll just remember it. to do it later. And then I don't. So. But yeah, if you're at a small brewery or something like that. Yeah. Right. Ooh, a little bit of cinnamon flavor. I know it's popping out at the end of my review, but. Nice. Very huh. cool. Well, awesome. Well, thanks, Labyrinth, for letting us be the official podcast of Labyrinth Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> self-proclaimed. <laughs> self-proclaimed. <laughs> we'll give you one of these frozen Han Solos if you. Uh, anyways, um, all right. Well, so um, maybe some of our listeners might know this, some might not. But uh, last week I was up in Canada skiing, and uh, when I was there, I stopped in. They're equivalent of a package store. I don't know what they call it. Just a, a beer store, I guess. Um, <laughs> and I went over by the case of Bombers and I saw a bunch of really good stuff. I really stocked up on stuff that we can't get here in the States. So for all of our Canadian listeners out there. You talking? Are you talking the marijuana? No, I'm talking about beer. 
bombers of beer, not 22 ounces of pot. That'd be a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We think. We have no idea. Yeah. But uh, no, so I got to – I think the next few reviews to this show for me are all going to be Canadian beers. So if you guys have any suggestions on names for this segment, I'm I'm a big fan of naming segments. So <laughs> unlike Debbie does Dallas, Obert does Canada. That's certainly an idea. Um. Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll think of it. I'll get it. I'll I, get I it. stole Chris's idea. I'll get yeah. There. Also, yeah, listeners, you know where to find us: dawfpodcast at gmail dot com for all of your segment name suggestions. So to start this off, I I picked the one that on the label said "drink fresh." The first beer, Canadian beer I have, is the Four Winds Nectaris. It's part of their Zephyr series. This brewery is out of Delta, BC, um, which I don't even know where that is, but somewhere in British Columbia. So this is a dry hopped sour, and it's part of their Zephyrus series. So it says it's named after the Greek god of West Winds. It's a series of bold and unique ale inspired by the hop forward brews of our native West Coast. So yeah, this one looks pretty tasty. Um, I'm always a fan of a good sour. I uh, poured it out here. On the nose, I certainly get that sour grape that's always it always invoked for me when I when I have a sour beer. But this is like almost like white grapes. If that makes sense. Or mm. green green grapes maybe was the the when they're still grapes. <laughs> yeah, sour sour green grapes definitely what I get on the nose of this beer like a nice chardonnay i was thinking like a welch's welch's grape juice oh okay (laughs) white grape peach or nothing i don't think i've ever had that flavor of welch's grape juice oh man it'll change your life it's best actually okay (laughs) pre-handle well i'm gonna save it i've got it in my head you can only review one drink a night chris (laughs) (laughs) no no so as i as i taste this beer that uh that sour grape flavor shines through. Definitely that, uh, like you said, Chardonnay or like Pinot Noir grapes almost is is the flavor I really get. Um, as far as the yeast profile goes, it's a fairly mild yeast. I don't get a, that strong ta- strong yeasty tang that you do with with some sours. Overall, it's a pretty clean beer. Um, there's definitely some sediment at the bottom of the bottle here. Which it says to gently rouse, which I thought was was funny. But um, oh, here's a description on the side. It says in pursuit of sour, uh, c- complex acidity balanced by tropical fruit esters gives way to a clean, tart finish. And um, yeah, you'd think after reviewing beer for so long, I'd be better at saying that in my own words. But I really <laughs> think that that's that's a pretty fair statement with that clean, tart finish. Like I said, it, it's a it doesn't have that any lingering yeast notes. Um, but yeah. I haven't. I can't think of any sours off the top of my head that I want to compare this to. But uh, well, so my question was going to be: Do you remember the the beer from Southern Grist called Pressing Matters? Was it in a can? Correct. What color Green was can. the can? Pressing Matters. Um, not off the top of my head. It was like no. a Chris. Tell me, to describe it. It was like a like a sour grape IPA. I guess is the the best yeah, way. Yeah, it was. It was an IPA that had riesling. riesling. Riesling in it, yeah, Riesling okay. grapes in it. So, um, so it added like that nice, kind of like like semi what you were describing. It's, it had some bitterness from being an IPA, but it had like a nice like like sour, but not like I don't know, not a sour IPA, but definitely added a little bit. 
Yeah. No, um, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I can kind of compare this to that. This is uh, this is a dry hopped sour, so it's not a very bitter, but it does have a little bit of that hop flavor profile. If that makes oh, okay. sense, um, it's it's much more subdued. This is c- comes in at six IBU, five and a half percent ABV. Um, here's a, a bottle that I could easily polish off and uh, not not feel sick of. I, I think this is a very drinkable sour overall. Um, coming up with a rating for this Four Winds Nectaris Dry Hop Sour, this is going to get a three seven five, a three point eight on the new Untapped scale. Yeah. All right. And what do you think the untapped averse thinks of this beer? I, you know, you guys are better at this game than I am, but um, I'm going to say they rated it uh, uh, 370. All right. You're a little little off. This is actually a pretty well uh, well sought after beer, I guess, uh, for 74.99 check-ins. So you're going to make it 7,500, which is pretty cool. Oh, wow. Um, well, hurry up and a, check it in now. Yeah. yeah. Do it now. you got to be 7,500. Uh it's 4.14. Wow, that's really high for untapped. That's right. a really good rating. So all you Canadians that are listening, remember that was Obert knocking your beer. So Oh, yeah. But yeah, I would, I'd love to go check this brewery out sometime. We'll have to go. All right. You should, uh, four, hey, was it four wins? Four wins. Fly us out there and then give us a bunch of free beer and like free hotel and free everything. And then fly back and then we'll do a whole episode about it. And then Labyrinth, yeah, sorry, I, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> We're the official podcast of a different brewery now. Just letting hey, you guys know, we can be bought. We're very easily yeah, there, bought. There's, very easily. there's no reason that breweries can't sponsor co-hosts. <laughs> right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Ted's going to record with like a big Labyrinth sticker on his forehead <laughs> the, for the rest of forever. <laughs> uh, I, see my I new tattoo? Just, an, an update on the, the alcohol content of this beer. It's only been Obert's review, and I'm already feeling it. So I think that the alcohol content is probably Maybe higher a than higher. my estimate of 11 or 12%. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I know we have a whole awards show ahead of us. So that went on a little longer than I anticipated. But Chris, why don't you give us, a, give us our final review here? Yeah. And the nice thing about having your own podcast is you can go long if you want. It's no big deal. That's true. <laughs> No one, so, no one will play uh, that music to to walk you off the stage. Yeah, right. I, well, I've never I heard could. of a, I've never heard of a podcast. One of our podcast listeners complaining that our episodes are too long. So that's a bonus. I've never heard of I, anyone complaining our episodes are too short either. So right, we, we've been, we've been. I guess we're gonna, we're gonna test the boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, this is a beer. I, I kind of like am following Todd a little bit in his footsteps. Uh, it's a beer I've had for quite a while now. Um, I've had this beer before, but I don't remember it very well. So I'm going to preface that right now. I didn't look it up on Untappd, so I don't know my rating. But it's from Stubborn Beauty up in Connecticut. And it's the Notorious VAG, which is a barrel-aged coffee stout. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. So this is probably from 2017, if I had to guess. Wow. Yeah. You are correct. I've had this for a little while. Um, and, uh, the cool thing about this beer was it was a, and I don't remember all the details, but it was a limited release that was brewed by all female brewers. So it was a pretty cool, they they were doing it for a special, uh, fundraising, uh, event or something along those lines. So that's neat. So, so allow me to expand on that. The the beer was, the beer was brewed for international women's collaboration brew day. 
Oh, there you go. Very cool. So it's a bourbon barrel aged coffee stout made with local malt, local cold brew coffee, and aged six months in Litchfield Distillery bourbon barrels. Hey, oh. our our beers sat in the same style of barrels. Yeah, yeah. Um, the beer offers a it should offer a hint of oak and bourbon from the barrels. Mm, well, and I can, Chris, I can actually tell you that you've never had this beer. Okay, I must not have rated it then, because I def I definitely had it. So that's good to know. Or maybe oh no, maybe I didn't. Maybe I just bought the bottles and let let them sit for a while. <laughs> so of course I have a Chris pour going on, but I don't think this that's is one, all my fault. That's one heady beer. Yeah, I don't think this is all my fault. I think this is part of the it being old. Um, you got to use the old nose grease method. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I just exfoliated. Uh. <laughs> Pre-handle handle. Yeah, nose nose grease makes your makes your head die down, and it's not gross really. So, um, just don't think about it too much. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm gonna drink through the the head. Um, oh my god, I don't think I can. <laughs> I should have poured this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> So I can say that just by smelling it so far, I definitely get, I mean, the bourbon you can smell pretty strong still, which is good, but it, it, there's there's like a, a nice sweetness to it that I can also pick up, and I don't, I don't remember what Ted was saying, but almost like a, like a vanilla or something along those lines that picking T- up Todd Cleo bit, can't help you now. I can't, you can't? I can tell you this, though. From what I've had, so I'll, I'll help you out a little bit. From what I've had from the Litchfield Distillery bourbon barrel-aged beers, which obviously living in Connecticut is quite a few. Right. Their bourbons tend to be on the sweeter side. Yeah. So you end up with a lot of those sweet notes. As I mentioned earlier with this this freezing moon that I'm drinking, you know, there's there's that sweetness to it that's just brought out from the bourbon barrel. Well, I, I don't know. I think that a lot more of that would come from the port barrel. In mine? Yeah. Right. I, I think so. I think a, some of the sweetness definitely does, but Litchfield Distillery is a naturally sweet bourbon. I mean, yeah. it just, it just, for whatever reason, it just tastes sweeter. I don't know why. That's but fair. I think a lot, I mean, I'm not going to disagree about mine where some of the sweetness does come from the port barrel too, but I'm just, I was just trying to help Chris out saying the, he smelled sweetness. I was like, that's, it's not a, my bourbon that I have in my, cabinet over there from Litchfield still smells sweet all right so I, I i powered through i drank through some of the head and i'm just gonna say i don't remember or maybe i've never had this beer when it first came out the, the story says that i have not had this beer so let's pretend that but the last two years have been or two and a half years have been very good to this beer nice i will say i will yeah i will say that because um it is still uh, got a very strong bourbon flavor not a lot of bite but that's, you know, some of what Ted was saying with that. Um, the coffee flavor is well-preserved, which normally over periods of time that gets, you know, weaker. Um, it's just like a really nice mix. Um, it's not overbearing. It doesn't, there's not like that. It's not super bitter. It's not any of that. It's it's like a really, really solid coffee stout. Um, I don't know what it, what it would have been like fresh, but I will say two years later, I'm very impressed with this beer right now. I'm going to take one more sip before I get back into the... I think I have one of these somewhere, too. So, uh, listeners, be on the lookout for a dual review in some capacity further down the line. Review. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna give this beer... I'm going to give it a four and a quarter um, because I'm really enjoying it right now. It's hitting the spot. It's like perfect drinking temperature because it was sitting out, so I, it's only been refrigerating for a few hours. So, it's like perfect drinking temperature. Um, I'm going to give it a four and a quarter. So, 
Stubborn Beauty, we don't talk about you enough on the pod, I don't think. But. We really don't. And they're one of yeah. my one of my favorite breweries that I whenever I'm at back in Connecticut, I try and pick up a nummy nummy four pack if I can. Yeah. They're they're great. They're an awesome, awesome brewery. So um actually it was funny, I got a Snapchat the other day from one of Dana's friends and it was like the hallway of the abandoned warehouse that it's in. And I was like, oh, you're going to Stubborn Beauty. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd recognize that abandoned like, building I, anywhere. <laughs> I know my creepy warehouses that sell beer. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very, very good beer. So um, I'm going to guess the untapped verse back in the day gave it a 4.13. So perhaps time was really helpful to this beer. Oh, God. Oh, no. It's going to be like... So now keep in mind, there's only 257 check-ins on Untapped. Okay, that's still not one of them not is not you, right? But two of them are your Untapped friends. Okay, myself, yeah, and Talky Tina. Okay, yeah. So the Untapped rating is 3.71. Oh wow. Okay. I gave it a 4.0 when I initially rated it. Okay, um, but I trust your rating, so I'm like. See, but I also okay. trust. I also trust your rating. So now I'm kind of curious to know if 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 I would rate it a four two five today. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just parched from my thirty five mile walk. Maybe. And, and excited for this Mister Oscar twenty twenty. But um, no. But it's 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 a good beer. I like it. I'm gonna rate it as soon as Thursday rolls around, and uh, it'll be good. So yeah. But if you're in the if you're in the area, stop by Stern Beauty. They're awesome. Really, really good spot. Well, with that, I think it's time for the Let's big show, boys. Cue that Mr. Oscar music. I mean, uh, that was the old ESPN intro, right? It's time for the big show. Sure. I don't that, remember. I think that was uh, Dan Patrick saying that. <laughs> local local Connecticut legend. Yeah. Okay. Well, so those of you who might have missed last episode or who are just tuning in for the awards ceremony, uh, quick refresher on what we're talking about here. We have, we have a bunch of categories, uh, too many to count, meaning I'm not going to count them. Uh, <laughs> we have some nominees, which we sent out to our various listener listeners in one way or another, uh, who all voted. We all, our co-host voted as well. And, uh, we're going to tell you the nominees and, and the winner. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of, I will say, I'm just going to preface with, I had a lot of fun setting this up and like doing this and like the Instagram. So it was very interesting watching people vote and what people were voting for. So, um. But let, we're going to get right into it, though. So our first presenter this evening is none other than Tud. So with the first award of the 2020 Mr. Oscars Award, or Mr. Oscars 2020 Award. Mr. I Oscar re- 2020. Singular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's Just right. Mr. Oscar. Yes. <laughs> Mr. TM, Oscar TM, TM. Sorry. Don't come after us, whatever channel that airs on. That's... Uh, so... For the first uh, for the first award for Mr. Oscar 2020, I have the privilege of presenting the okayest movie of 2019. The nominees were Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, The Irishman, and The Invitation. And the winner is Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Wow! Good job. Being super okay, JJ Abrams. You <laughs> made a the movie. okayest of the movies. Yeah. As as we know, 2019 was a year full of uh full of me being angry at movies. So I'm glad that that we got that out there, and we've just learned that Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker is just okay. It is the okayest. Yeah. So uh, 
<laughs> it's actually fitting that Star Wars got the six foot frozen Carbonate Han Solo. It is, so, yeah. A little on the nose, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to need one. So, uh, so our next our next category that we have is actually another special treat. Um, we have a guest presenter. Um, it is our good friend Jordan from the Wreck My Podcast crew. So, Jordan, take it away. Hey there, all the friends that are drinking alone. This is Jordan from the Wreck My Podcast. If you're a longtime listener, you've probably heard my voice grace the presence of the three friends who like to drink alone and beard alone on an episode in the past. And I'm here to actually do a nomination. I'm here to do the Video Game of the Year nomination. So here we go. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, a moving picture is worth a hundred thousand words. And a moving picture that you control is actually worth a million words. That's right. We're doing Video Game of the Year. I'm here to present the nominees and the winner for the Mr. Oscars. Is that what they're calling this? Something like that for Video Game of the Year. So the nominees are... Pokemon Sword and Shield. The Witcher 3 on the Nintendo Switch. And Return of the Obra Din, whatever that is. And the winner of this year's video game of the year goes to... Pokemon Sword and Shield, that's right. Your favorite 10-year-old who never grows up catching little monsters and terrorizing them in battle wins this year's Game of the Year. This is personally my choice for Game of the Year, mostly because it's the only one I played and I'm a big man-child. Alright guys, back to you and your beards. Alright, thanks Jordan. Appreciate you letting us know. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming into the clutch, man. Pokemon Sword and Shield wins, of course. Boo. <laughs> this was a close one. This was one of the closer ones. Um, of course, you know, lifting the curtain, uh, the, this was the masses' favorite. So our Instagram fans. Good were, job, Instagram. Uh, there you go. Winning it for Pokemon Sword and Shield, which I've already sank way too many hours into. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd like to say that I, I think that. It was fixed. It was. I mean, I did everything, so it's fine. Yeah. They're all fixed. <laughs> the the best part is is that I don't know about Obert, but like, well, I don't know, Chris, I don't know about you. I never played the Obert Din. I did not. No, know. you guys should really should. I'm, I'm saying it again here that uh, it's a second, deserves a second look for, for 2020. And I don't know about Obert, but I never played Pokemon Sword and Shield either. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I only played the I played The Witcher three for like seven hours, and then I never played it again. So, so Lucy had played it. That's true. That's very true. Anyways, um, we're moving on now because Pokemon the all all four hundred million Pokemon had to haul the the frozen statue off stage. So we're moving on, and we have another guest presenter, which is very exciting uh, to present. The Mr. Oscar 2020 for Worst Handle, we have Base Malt. Hey, guys. You might remember me from the Malt Minute segment from last year. <laughs> I think that they wanted me on to present Worst Handle for a reason. <laughs> so the nominees for Worst Handle 
of 2019 are Bombus Socks, the Masuda Method, aka Shiny Hunting, and G exclamation point, A exclamation point, Search Help, aka DuckDuckGo. <laughs> we got some real stinkers on this list. Let's see who won. And the winner goes to Bombus Socks. Yay! <laughs> one, of my, one, one of my many sock nominee, nominations, but uh, well, thanks for coming in. I don't know. I don't know like how that. The, I really don't know how that won. Now that I look at it, that was by far the best of those three handles. I did not vote for that one. Yeah, <laughs> I did not either. No, I know. You guys voted for the. You guys both voted for the same one, which is the wrong one. <laughs> the shiny hunting one. Yeah. <laughs> the G exclamation point, A exclamation point was the clear winner there. Hey, yeah. I still stand by that one. They're both pretty bad. Typing in something and you want to just go to Google, you hit G exclamation point. Boom. Done. All right. Or you can just go to Google.com. So All right, that's- <laughs> we have for our next category, uh, the award will be presented by Tud for scariest drink. So. The nominees for the scariest drink of 2019 are Chilada. Now, to make this easy, we've combined all the Chiladas into one. (laughs) Any Chilada ever. Yeah. Aldi brand coconut mango seltzer or peppermint schnapps. (sighs) And the winner is Chilada. I'm not surprised at all. (laughs) That's disgusting. So, yeah. Ober, are you not? Because you're the only one who didn't vote for the chilada. Well, because in my mind, the scariest drink is peppermint schnapps. We all saw that video of me taking a shot of it. So <laughs> That is very true. That was a that real face of beers. But uh, chilada's up there, so I'm not surprised at all. So <laughs> what I've just learned is that we would rather, in, if we were, saw you out in the world, you were more likely to be drinking a chilada than you are peppermint schnapps. I don't know, Ooh, man. That's, that's a tough a question. One. Yeah. That's a question. I feel like if I'm drinking, I'd rather just have one shot and get it over with than having to sip a whole chilada. Mm, that's also true. But uh, I feel like you uh, have to change your vote then. But well, equal quantities. Though. Yeah. Right. It's like by alcohol level. I don't know. I'd rather. Would you take? Would you rather take one shot of snaps or one shot of chilada? That's what I'd rather take down. a shot of chilada. If you yeah, had to drink one chilada size, size chilada. Or one chilada sized peppermint schnapps, what would you rather drink? I'd rather drink a chilada sized chilada. <laughs> <laughs> I drank a chilada sized peppermint schnapps once and it did not end well for me. No, that's why peppermint schnapps is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for the next award, we are going to do the Insta follower of the year, or we're going to do the Instagram follower of the year, presented by none other than Obert. <laughs> Yeah, this is like one of those segments where they look back at all the people who died. This is like the in memoriam segment, except instead of right. people who died, it's just like people who we've met through our Instagram and uh, are really cool people we want to highlight here on the show. So there's no winner. Everyone's a winner here, just like all of the in memoriam people have died. So there's no one who's extra dead or no one who's extra extra follower of the year. But... <laughs> We have for for the for the in memoriam Instagram followers. <laughs> no, for the Instagram followers, we want to highlight. We have Craft Handler, Rhino Fan, Sip on What, and the Brew Locker. 
And uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks to all of them. And uh, now I'm going to say something here and it's going to get me yelled at by one of our followers. But that's fine. But this is kind of in like memoriam for like the brew locker currently because like she's on like hiatus. She's not, well, she's still active. She just can't drink beer. It's okay. Correct. In, but she's still like one of memory. our Rip. oldest, oldest Instagram fans. Obviously, but yeah. If you want to be, if you want to be a, a follower of the year next year, you don't have to be drinking beer a lot. You just have to, you know, reach out to us on Instagram. Send us right, beer and engage. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, you know, these there's there's a bunch more. I mean, we can even throw Jordan on there from the Wreck My Podcast. Of course, group, of course, or or his BS and craft beer. Um, Both you should follow. Yeah. So, I mean, we can throw him on there as well. Uh, but these individuals, every story, every comment, every like, every post, they, they try and comment. Um, you know, I, you know, Brandon, who's craft handler, he's a great guy. Mark, Rhino fan, he just, he all, like, even today we were talking about how he went to Sierra Nevada and he was sending, me, sending us pictures. L over at Sip on What is just a, an awesome individual in particular. She's, super sweet and super positive and um and then of course jenna you know she's been our co-host five times or something yeah, like that longest so, longest running co-host yeah so i mean and then of course jordan um he's a great person to have uh so you know we just we love talking to you you, you folks so thank you and thank you for listening and the support and all that stuff so yeah thank you r.i.p uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I have to hand off our award show to yet another very special guest. Uh, very excited to introduce uh, Best Episode Title as presented by Crystal Malt. Hey, boys. So, oh, hey, Crystal. <laughs> Long time. Yeah, been, I, I know it's been a while. I've just been, you know, so busy with my <laughs> modeling career. I mean, Oktoberfest season just got over, and I was highlighted in so many beers. Yeah, you you never texted me. Yeah, I mean, I drop I dropped my phone in a lake, so. Oh uh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> a- anyways, y'all, I'm here to give Mr. Oscar 2020 the to the best episode title of 2020. Well, 2019. So the nominees are October Palooza, my fa my favorite, bearding alone with beards and bearded men, a beer podcast because. Everybody loves your 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 sweet handsome southern gentleman with a nice big long beard, and of course, corn plaid and that bitch Carrie Underwood trying to steal <laughs> trying to steal my spotlight. I don't think so. This is Crystal Mall you talk about here. Anywho, why, why did Crystal Mall just become an angry? I've never seen that side of Crystal Mall before. Crystal Mall knows Crystal Mall now, darling. Crystal Mall knows. <laughs> How much Chris Malt, what Chris Malt is worth. So she does not like sharing a spotlight with no other women. This, this is a one cowboy gal over here. Anywho, that big hunkin' statue goes to. Ooh boy, it's Beard and Low with Beards and Bearded Men, colon, a beard podcast. <laughs> Co- colon. <laughs> uh. Well, thank you for presenting the episode, Crystal. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, I know it's always your pleasure, honey. But, you know, (laughs) unfortunately, I mean, 
so I'm just so I'm just so 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 clumsy, and I just dropped my phone, and it, now I don't have your number anymore, and I gotta go, so I can't. You know, I just I would I would take it again, but I just well, I have to go. All right, well, add me on Snapchat. Bye. Uh, well, yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> Wait, Crystal, you Crystal, forgot to mention who's presenting the next, next award. Or the next award. Oh, shoot. Oh, this I don't mind. <laughs> so here we go. We're just shuffling on over to best handle for Mr. Oscar 2020. And it's none other than my good friend, Doc Maul. How you doing, sugar? <laughs> Do you want to co-present? I'm good, baby. How are you? Oh, I'm almost as good as you're about to about to be by watching me leave. So, so the the nominees for the best handle of 2019 are the $400 shovel, deck grunk, or Mammoth wool socks. Since I'm dark malt, I don't need no envelope. <laughs> Just pull the answers out of the air. <laughs> the the winner of this the best handle is Deck Grunk. All right. Wow. This is a close one. It was a close this was a close one. And guys, did I miss Crystal Malt? Was she in here? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. What the she hell? She was looking for you too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was here. She was she was hanging out. She didn't ask for you, so don't get a big head. <laughs> no, it sounds like she would ask for me. <laughs> <laughs> she she avoided Oberlite the plague. Uh, well, she's only got eyes for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Tell that to Dark Maul. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, getting back. Dark Maul, stay away from my woman, number one. think you should get your own woman. Oh man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a Jerry Springer style segment one of Don't, these days. <laughs> you, you know what happens when you mess with Dark Malt, right? No, you get roasted. I, you, I become Darth Malt. Uh, <laughs> so that's awesome, Deck Grunk. That's a that is a good handle. I'm not gonna lie. It, this was close. This was the, probably the most evenly split category. Yeah. Yeah, well, it looks like two it was... of the co-hosts voted for Mammoth Wool Socks. That is true. The two co-hosts who who've tried them. Yeah, that is very true. So. I, I would like to say that you know, there's I like the shout out from those few people who voted for the four hundred dollar shovel. Um, nice. I hope they went out and bought it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Uh, so uh, so Dark Malt. Um, who's next? The next category. Gonna go off the cuff. Go ahead, Chris. There's an award in every show. That is unlike any other, and this is that ward award. Have you ever met someone so vile, so repulsive, so annoying, so the worst that you didn't even know that a person like that existed? Well, it sounds like you're describing like the Grinch in the song about the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, but but, but even worse. worse. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah, but worse, like the Grinch in the Grinch song, but worse because unlike the Grinch. There's no heart. There's no heart to grow three sizes. Um, this we have the esteemed honor of handing out the Blevin Lifetime D Achievement Award. This goes out to the person out there that is just, just, just the worst. <laughs> and the nominees are: Come on, Blevin, Stephen King. Oh fuck that guy too. Blevin. Oh bad. Stony Creek. Worst brewery ever. 
until they decide to sponsor us, then they're going to go on Chris's forehead. Right, right, right. Exactly. And that lady from that article that got Ted mad once. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? She honestly is the worst. <laughs> and the winner is of the Blevin Lifetime Achievement Award. Stephen King. Oh, wow. <laughs> Surprising twist there. I did not see that coming. Blevins not even good enough to win his own award. Yeah. Well, Stephen King has yet to show up and uh, and wow you at your front door in the middle right. of the night, Todd. <laughs> but uh, he, did win the, he did win a Lifetime Achievement Award, so mm-hmm. good for him. It's the first yeah. award he's ever won as an author. Yeah, pretty much. The only one that counts, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, getting back to some of the other awards. Um, next one is going to be presented by Obert. That's right. And um, this award is for the best segment on the show. You know, we have some some fun ones. Uh, we have for nominees, we have Malt Minute. We have Todd Cleo. We have... Chella don't, uh, as this time we all drank chiladas. <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we didn't ha- don't have Wally Traverse on here. Didn't didn't make the top three, but uh, the the award winner for best segment, as if there's any doubt, of course, goes to Malt Minute. Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's a good I, one. Yeah. I believe. Can we get the whole gang up here to accept the award? <laughs> I was, I was going to say, if we look over, I think they're all yeah, trying to all, walk onto the to, stage right now. I'll, I'll take I'll take the award. Oh, now, listen, dear. I don't think anybody wants to see your sorry butt up here. <laughs> hey, everybody, hey. Came, everybody came to see The Crystal Show, which is what this is now renamed as. This is The Crystal Show now. <laughs> now, now listen, sweetheart. I'm, I'm taking this award. All right, well, we're well, going to kick those guys off the stage. Well, look, well, tell you what, honey. You're taking more than one award. How about that? Let's go back Ooh, to my cabin. Wow. Cabin? I'm liking this, this, this more, more and more developing the plot here. But uh, we got to quickly move, shuffle these guys off the stage. And, uh, and we, have, we have another presenter here for um, – this is – hang on. This can't be right. This says – Tud, is this your award? What does this say? Oh, yeah. It's, it's the achievement in Bud Light Tasting Excellence. <laughs> Let's make it onto the show. Yeah, I don't remember this being something we voted on. hundred percent. It's on the cue cards, guys. I don't I don't know how you snuck this one in here. <laughs> the achievement of Bud Light Tasting X, that's awesome. So uh the nominees for the achievement in Bud Light Tasting Excellence are me, followed by me, or followed by me. And the winner is me! Oh my god, that was so <laughs> enticing. I I don't know. I didn't see that coming at yeah. all. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good for Tud. <laughs> Giving himself his own on solo. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if that was a different award or if he still got Han Solo in Carbonite for that. I think I get a Bud Light in Carbonite for that. <laughs> That'd be sweet. There you go. How about a Bud Light in Aluminum? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. If I have to. So, um... Up next, we have a, a another special guest uh, introducing best beer, Tud Cleo. Hello, man. So the nominees for the best beer of the year go to Double Dry Hopped, All Green Everything, An Abyss of Human Experience, or 
Stunner for the win, man. Mon. Mon. Stunner for the win, Mon. And the winner is... I'm surprised you even need an envelope. And the winner is... <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> the, the beer oh, please tell too. us that, Cleo. Please tell us who won. An Abyss of Human Experience, Mon. By Burial Brewing. Wow. Yeah, this was a... That was a great beer, though. I mean, they were all great beers. I feel like... Double yeah. dry hopped, all green, everything didn't get enough love because neither all of us had all the people who voted for that one had it. Right. That's you're, that's a good point. That's a good point, and that's unfortunate. You know, I, but I, I don't know. Have we all had? Oh, we've all had an abyss. Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. Yeah. So that's just bad at picking beer. It's fine. Um, it was that was my best beer of 2020, man. Well, even if Todd isn't the best, Todd Cleo certainly is. Oh, that's true. Todd got it wrong. Todd Cleo got it right. Yeah, Todd Cleo is never wrong. Good point. <laughs> just like that, Todd Cleo is gone until the next time he returns. <laughs> so, floated him back away to Jama- across the sea to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he he didn't even he didn't even hand it off. Oh wow, that was kind of rude of Ted Cleo. But you know, yeah. I bet you that if 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 he was here, he would say the be- that the next category goes to Obert. All right, I have in my hands the envelope for the final award of this evening. Mm. Uh, this is the this big is one. Our, yeah, this is the the Mister Oscariest of the Mister Oscars right here. Uh, this is, of course, the best brewery of the year. The nominees were Burial Brewing. Other half in Southern Grist. Mm, this is a tough. This is a tough category. This was the hardest category for me. I couldn't make a decision yeah. on this one. Ultimately, I had to. But mm. well, let's see who the, who the winner is here. Yeah, we have Burial Brewing. Oh wow! Best Brewery of 2019. Well, congratulations, deserved. Burial. If you ever want to sponsor the podcast, let us know. <laughs> Now, I, I feel like Chris would actually get a real burial tattoo on his forehead if Burial decided to sponsor the podcast. I mean, it depends on how much... We'll talk. We'll talk Burial, okay? Yeah. We'll, offline, we'll talk. A full-on walking mean, billboard for the rest of his life. Right. This this was a very tough category. I mean, other half is just is amazing. Southern Grist, I have such a strong place in my heart for. Uh, but then again, so, so is Burial Brewing. I mean, uh, it was... I could have rolled a three-sided die and been happy with the results. Yeah, I don't think there was a bad brewery in the category, but uh, yeah, the Instagram followers—they all—they took it to burial, and uh, yeah. So thanks for playing along, fr- friends and fans, and uh, we we had a lot of fun here at Mister Oscar. Yeah, as we roll up that red carpet, put it in storage in that barn for next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very large well, bar. That, air, that well, air, aircraft hangar. Yeah, you got to fit that carpet somewhere. <laughs> no, this was this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, we're definitely going to do it, Mister Oscar, twenty twenty one. So you know, just we're right around the corner next February. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just, As just the year winds sh- to an end, yeah. <laughs> just fifty two short episodes away. Right. Yeah. Episode one thirty some odd. It'll be good to go. But, um, but yeah, as the year winds to an end next year, if you think of a good category, something fun that we had this year, or if you have someone that you want to nominate for the Blevent Achievement Award, <laughs> uh, just write us in. You know, we we always appreciate listener feedback. 
Absolutely, yeah. And uh, just uh, just wait, because a few months down the road, it's uh, Mr. Grammy 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> For best beer songs. Right. Best songs about beer. They're all country songs. Uh, oh, man. I heard that at work the other day, and it just was bad. <laughs> it was just bad. It was like, man. Drink it. I need a beer uh, right now. <laughs> so uh, with that, it is... As we wind this down, uh, obviously, per per our usual standard protocol here, it's that time for the Frosty Mug of Wisdom. We take it down, we uh, pass it around, we share our tips, tricks, life hacks, and anything else that's cool for you guys as we fade away. So with that, Obert, why don't you, guys, why don't you go first? All right. Um, so we've had some interesting handles on the show before, but uh, this one is a chore. I have a chore that I'm bringing on the show. and uh, Like a do work around the house thing? A do work around the house thing. Thank you for <laughs> for, for engaging me. Um, no, this is a chore that and I know what you're thinking at home, listeners. Like, why would I want to do a chore that I didn't even know I had to do? This is already something that is annoying me. Well, this is something that I've been putting off for a while. Finally decided to do it. I uh, And... It doesn't apply to everybody. So there's already some listeners who you can sit back and relax because you don't even have to do this chore. But I recently cleaned all of the dust out of my PC, my uh, desktop tower. Mm. This is something that you should do, I think, once every six years or so, unless you have a dog, in which case I want to say every six weeks. <laughs> um, but no, I, I have, since I built my computer, I never gotten all of the dust out of it. And so I bought a little can of compressed air. We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, it honestly took maybe two minutes, you know, no tools required, just took the little thumb screws out the back and it was gross in there. And now like I can already feel my computers, the fans are a little quieter, doesn't have to work so hard. Uh, if you have a computer that's lagging in performance and you're like, you know what, maybe it's just time to just buy a new one. Maybe just spend the couple bucks, buy a can of compressed air, blow it all out, clean out the fans. Uh, you know, it can't hurt, right? Now, right. will this help if your computer doesn't want to turn on like mine? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, because your computer might be just overheating. So ideally, you want to do it before you get to the stage where your computer doesn't want to turn on and uh, before <laughs> before you have all that blockage. But uh, but yeah, it can really help to just increase the airflow and, and just just get your parts cool that need to be cool. Mm, yeah. Actually, it's funny you say that because just the other day I took the case off my computer um, to make some adjustments, and I was like, "Oh, good God, I have to clean this thing so bad." So <laughs> yeah. The, oh, the one compressed- other tip I want to say is do it outside. I did it in my like I just took it right from under my desk and did it right there, and there was just dust everywhere. I would next time I'm going to do it outside because uh, I had no idea how much dust could collect in there. And I bought I built my computer in. Like 2016, I don't know, when did Fallout 4 come out? Whenever Fallout 4 came out, I built my computer. But uh, so it's been, it was overdue. And like I said, now that I have a dog, I can't, I couldn't have put it off any longer. <laughs> Dogs generate a lot of dust. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, like I said, maybe there's some of you out there who know you have to do it and you've been putting it off. Here's a reminder. Go clean out your computer. There you go. Boom. All right, Chris, fill up this frosty mug, please. All right. You guys ready for some self-promotion? Am I? Yeah, are you? Um, 
So as the two co-hosts know, what, if, what have we been doing this entire episode? Ex- exactly that. Yeah. Um, Chris is like the award for best Twitch streamer goes to <laughs> Beardad Gamer. No. Uh, well, yes, but so I recently, and by that I mean within the last ten days or something like that, two weeks, uh, got into the the world of Twitch streaming. Um, it's something we talked about on the podcast a long time ago, and I finally was like got enough stuff to do it so um uh i just started my 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 twitch stream is called beer dad gamer all one word beer beard beer dad gamer beer did gamer huh get it mm? beard but yes. not spelled like bearded beer dad it's beer dad beer dad gamer um it's it's a lot of fun i mean all i do is run around in pokemon right now and destroy some rookie d's and things like that but uh it's a lot of fun um slowly but surely gaining followers so if you have a twitch account and you're looking for someone to hang out with just to pass the time uh, hit hit me up sh- throw me a follow uh, i'm always drinking as is tradition <laughs> we got the nice dawf logo right on my right on my home screen so you got the you know of course the cross representation but um it's something that i've i i, I don't know we were I was talking with Dana, and I was like, you know, if I'm going to play video games at night, I might as well do it for an audience and see if I'm entertaining. And so far, the the, the few people that have watched me think it's pretty entertaining. So, um, but yeah, so if you watch Twitch, um, I'd appreciate it if you hit the hit the link in the show notes, give me a follow, and uh, you know, hang out with me sometimes while I'm destroying Pokemon. It's not going to only be Pokemon. So far, I was going to say. So, what are your favorite games to be streaming so far? Well, so far I've only done Pokemon. It's, it's only been Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but And uh, like are you doing like fun and interesting things like killing a bunch of different Pokemon? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 currently I'm shiny hunting for Rookie D and uh so I've killed like five hundred Rookie D so far. Oh, that um, sounds really fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but um I'm gonna start playing Planet Zoo. Uh I'm gonna start playing the Sims Four stardew valley uh things like that trying to do thing trying to switch it up a little bit um it's just that i have pokemon set up already so it's it's just easy to yeah plug it in and go so we've we've also um, talked about doing a co-stream yeah we have we have talked about it i've been kind of researching a little bit about that too so um you know if you want to see me and tud or me and obert me and whoever then we'll try and set something up so maybe stardew Hmm. who knows you play two players in that yeah they oh there's a you can play two players on the Switch, but unfortunately, it's like a little. The Switch is a little bit more extensive than like the computer. But anyways, be your dad gamer on Twitch. Um, link in the show notes. Come hang out. Just throw me a follow. That'd be sweet. So, Tud, you want to fill up this frosty mug right now? Yeah. So I'll take that. So my handle this week is something that I find really useful because I travel a lot for work, and it is called a Gully Kit Route Air N five O seven bluetooth wireless adapter for the nintendo switch so anybody can you translate that to english for me well so i was going to but thank you for leading me into that uh so anybody who knows or who owns a switch knows that if you want to listen to like headphones in the switch you have to plug something into the headphone jack now the year is 2020 folks in case you didn't know um, headphone jacks haven't been in an iPhone and since 2017, and they're slowly starting to go away everywhere else too. So a lot of people, including myself, do not have headphones with a headphone jack anymore. So along came this company called Gully Kit that sells a Bluetooth adapter that you stick into the charging port at the bottom of 
the Switch, and it powers a Bluetooth sound adapter. So you can listen to your game via you know Bluetooth headphones, whether they be you know noise canceling or not. Uh, so this is this kind of overcomes a, a design flaw in the Switch itself. Some might say a design flaw in the headphones themselves. C- correct. Uh, <laughs> right. But you know when the Switch when the Switch came out, Bluetooth headphones were already a thing, and they could have adapted. Right. So, but when Bluetooth headphones came out, aux input was also a thing. You're right. You're right. But either way, happy medium. You can buy this piece, plug it in. If you want to listen to Bluetooth headphones, if you have a a pair of standard headphones, then by all means, don't go out and buy this. But as somebody who travels a lot with with you know noise canceling headphones, this is a a lifesaver when you're sitting on a plane. Very cool. Well, thank you, Ted. Is that going to be nominated for worst handle of the year next year? Uh, well, I don't know. We got a long year ahead of us. <laughs> I'll just put it in the spreadsheet just in case. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It could be up there with a can of compressed air. That's a pretty bad handle. So <laughs> I, I honestly thought that you guys are going to be like, oh, that was really cool. So I'm a little bit upset that like nobody thought that was as cool as me. Well, I have. I'm using them right now. I have like a set of normal normal headphones, old school headphones. So I, I just I'm annoyed at the fact that the headphone jack went away, and so I'm doing everything I can to hang on to it. No, but, uh, you're not wrong because like right now, so if my phone currently does not have a headphone jack, I have to use the the charging port as the headphone jack. I have to use this yeah. stupid little adapter, right? Yep. Welcome to I'm at, Apple. I'm at thirty two percent, so that means. Can't do order, both. I can't. So I do have a set of Bluetooth headphones that I use when I have to charge my phone. It's the worst. It's the worst day of my life. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a thing that's similar to what Todd has, which is it's a Bluetooth receiver that plugs into an aux input, which is sounds like a very similar thing to what Todd has. So, so. this is this is different, though, because I thought about using that, that option, right. too. But then you have that piece that comes out of the aux and flops around a little bit this sits flush with the bottom of your switch so you don't have anything that flops around it just kind of blends in with the with the item that you oh okay i think i might have missed that in your first review so i'm glad that i mentioned that yeah yeah it plugs into the charging port at the bottom so it just sits flush with the switch itself wait so you can't charge the switch you cannot charge the switch while using the bluetooth headphone adapter you can if you plug the bluetooth headphone adapter into the the dock gotcha and so with that, we'd like to thank the breweries that provided today's beers. I'm going to go first with thanking Labyrinth for providing uh, Freezing Moon, a 2020 release. Obviously, thank you to the three guys over at Labyrinth for providing me with an early copy. And thank you for thinking of our podcast uh, when it came out. We appreciate it. Uh, any other breweries out there, we're happy to do that for you guys, too. Just hit us up, podcast at gmail.com. Official podcast, Labyrinth Brewing. Um, I'd like to thank Stubborn Beauty for their notorious VAG. I want to thank Four Winds for Nectarus. This episode was really for for the listeners uh, to you know summarize 2019 for you guys and thank you guys. Um, please go on to all social medias and follow us at DAWF Podcast. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Untapped. Um, also, you know, go make sure you're following Chris at, on Twitch. Uh, hashtag follow the email at dawfpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you're sending all your comments, concerns, all those other cool things over there. Uh, Make sure you're going over to iTunes, giving us a five-star rating, leaving a review. It really helps people find our podcast. Also, make sure you're sharing this with your friends. I mean, let them know. Word of mouth is a great thing. And so with that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris. And my name's Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, 
do it with friends. So, uh, do we have to walk back up the 35 mile long well, carpet? It's unfortunate, like, but the limousine is about to solve that so. Yeah. Like, again, it's not going to roll itself up. <laughs> also true. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get running, guys. You got fun rolling it up. We should have a limo. No. Well, hey, Patty Mahomes. Me, me and Chris here. will roll it as long as you hold our beers. Right. And, and feed it to us. Yeah, That's with straws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's tough work rolling up this 35-mile-long carpet. <laughs> Don't we have, like, people that can do that for us? We can just hand out some extra statues. Where's Brad? Tell Brad to do it. Brad, yeah. Brad can do it. <laughs> oh, man.